What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, it's the mailbag. Yes, it's a day late, but not a dollar short. You guys already know what it is. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on today's episode. Coming out of the draft, uh, we have about six voicemails we're going to get into, so quite a bit of uh, voicemails to go. This one goes over the draft, uh, Kevin Durant rumors. Uh, we got a little bit of everything here, so we'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so we've had now the weekend to really kind of process what happened during the NBA draft. Some people have went out and gotten tape on Dalen Terry. They've also looked at the uh, Justin Lewis, who we also picked up as an undrafted free agent. And now, you know, you're starting to see some Bulls fans come around. Now, some Bulls fans do think that uh, we're trying to convince ourselves or talk us into a player. Some player, people actually do see the potential in Dalen Terry. So we're going to go ahead and jump in. Our first two voicemails are both about the draft. We're going to go ahead and play the first one here. This one's from Marvin. What's up, hey, Marvin? Got a couple of things I want to address about the draft. and uh, Pretty long, but I'm trying to, get, trying to get them all in. First of all, I think the Dalen Terry uh, pickup was in reference to moving on, moving on off of uh, Kobe White. If you guys think about it, we get we get a shooter in development. I understand that, but we get a defender also. Not to uh, linger on about that long. I think everybody thinking EJ Liddell was the pick for us was down the line lines for the front office. Listen to this guy. We get Justin Lewis, this guy here. He's actually listed as a freshman, uh, but his second year at Marquette. He's averaging sixteen seven and one. E.J. Liddell was 6'7", 240. This guy is 6'7", 245. I think we get him on a two-way deal which saves money for the organization, which is a great move for the front office. Also, if we can do this, we already address the issue if we move on from Kobe. Now we make a free agent pickup with a big man, and I think the Bulls will be okay, guys. Listen, I think the Bulls did some great thinking in this draft. I really do. If you look at the numbers on Justin Lewis and then you think about Dalen Terry, Terry, you bring in two defenders in that's capable of getting shooting better. So you're really building and saving money at the same time. If we can get us a big man in a, in a, in a trade along with Kobe or in any kind of way, I think the Bulls will be all right. I think we need to look more into this guy as a positive thing. I think the Bulls are doing a great job. Let me know what you think. Take care. And I think the Bulls will be all right, guys. Later. All right. And you guys know, Marvin is always trying to try. Marvin, the motivator is what I call him. He's always trying to motivate. Uh, speaking about the draft, talking about, you know, the, the uh, Dale and Terry being a Kobe White replacement. And this is what it's interesting, right? Because you hear, hear a lot of that now. And people are like, well, this all but this is a certainty that Kobe White is out of here. We already we already knew the Bulls were shopping, right? Those rumors have been around. Even people have been talking about since the beginning of last season. What does that mean? The thing is. And, and looking at it this way, Kobe White and his defensive limitations, right? Dalen Terry comes in and projects to be a better defender, and he shot the ball at a pretty good clip. Now, again, not shooting the ball too often, but at a very good clip, right, um, on the percentages that he's taken. Now, the thing is, is can't do the Bulls look at Dalen Terry and say, hey, we can work with him and develop him into a better and more consistent shooter than we can develop Kobe White into a more consistent defender. Now, if that's the case and is, it is the methodology behind it, Dalen Terry could be a hell of a player coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls. And we'll get into the next uh, voicemail. This one's from Ricky Carey. We'll get into that in a second. He's a little bit more down on it. But the thing that I, I do think is that looking at AK, looking at Eversley, the fact that they both have completely have believed and developed players into hell of NBA players, 
um, they may believe in their ability and saw enough in Dale and Terry that they really truly do think that he's going to turn into a heck of a player and be a player off the bench in which can turn into that three and D type type player. Now, the position that he plays is up. We'll see what what he, what what that ends up being, depending on how he fills out his body and what he can do. But listen, that having a seven two wingspan at his that almost opens the door for him to play anything from the one to the three. Just depending on the weight that even necessarily if he doesn't put on the weight, he's already close to the same weight as a player like a Brandon Ingram who plays four in the NBA. So we'll see what that ends up being. And I think people people look too much as just what a player is right now in college with Dalen Terry. And I'm going to get into that with Ricky Carroll's email as well. I mean, voicemail as well. But it's easy to look at him and say, oh, well, they 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 should have went this guy. They should have went this guy. They should have went get this guy. And I think people forget that everything with NBA, yes, you have some players that automatically have a higher floor. You know what they're going to be more so, and they have potential. But a lot of these players aren't going to be the same if we, and I think, too, we have not developed players very well over the course of the history of the Bulls. Wild guard packs was in there. And I think Bulls fans do forget that great teams do take players that you may not see something in and develop them in hella players. Look at Look at Draymond Green. Right. Look at how many teams passed up on him. Tibbs did want him, though. Right. Look at even what Jimmy Butler turned into. Like, it's not always what they did in college that is going to determine the type of NBA player that they do. And a lot of people are trying to look at Dalen Terry and think, hey, look at what he's going going to be. And to Marvin's point as well, one thing that I do want to bring up, Justin Lewis. Right. Everything that that I liked about EJ Liddell. You can almost say about Justin Lewis as well. Now, he did not do it at the level that, that EJ, with uh, even the consistency that EJ Liddell did. But we'll see if he ends up making the team. But I will say this, right? Go and look. Go and compare Justin Lewis and EJ Liddell for the play for the people who are just like, the Bulls should have drafted EJ Liddell. They should have did whatever it took to get EJ Liddell. Go and look at this guy. Go and look at the fact that he's younger. Go and look at the fact that they're about the same size. He's actually a little bit bigger to Marvin's point and can probably play the small ball power forward a little bit better, right? As far as the size wise, matching up there that that wise, there's a lot of similarities there with Justin Lewis. And like we said before, AK and Eversley were doing their due diligence this whole draft. And if they saw that, they saw EJ Liddell, right? And then they saw this guy in Justin Lewis that nobody was talking to and were pretty much certain that he was gonna go on draft and they they can get let's say he even gives you 75% of what EJ Liddell does. As a bench player and a player that still has a lot of room to develop, there's a lot to be said there. But that's my thoughts on that one. Let's go ahead and get into the next one from Ricky Carroll, and he's a little bit more agitated. What up, Hayes? Ricky Carroll. I ain't hollered at you for a while. The Bulls screwed it up again. I saw the spirit of John Patrick and Gotham up at that damn opposing. There's no way in the world they should have let their boy from Ohio State get away. They fucking messed up again. Excuse my French. Chicago is the only damn team that I bet you we couldn't have got two first-round jackets for Zach Levine and somebody else would take him and get four and two players. Yeah, well, that's all I got to say. I'm pissed off. The boys, they don't need a first-round draft here. Peace. All right, Ricky here is being Ricky, right? Uh, we, anybody who knows Ricky leaves in the Ricky. And this is the thing that I got to say. Bulls fans have to stop trying to make or say what players are going to be. Stop with this. They, they messed up because they didn't want you to want to do, did what, did what you thought that they should do, we got to stop with that. There's a reason why it can't ever be in the position that they are. So, and me and Ricky have disagreed a lot over the course of the last season with, with thoughts on the Bulls, and that's fine, right? There are a lot of Bulls fans that 100% have the same thoughts that Ricky Carroll does, and this is why this platform is for all Bulls fans, not just me. Now, I personally disagree with that mindset. I'm taking the wait-and-see approach. We don't know what these players are going to develop into. We don't know ultimately where they're going to be. Just because we can't see it now doesn't mean that they're not going to turn into hell of a players, right? But you guys also could be right. Anybody who shares this mind, 
uh, said of, of Ricky Carroll could absolutely be 100% correct. And it could turn out, yes, that this Dalen Terry pick was not the pick that we should have made. It could have absolutely, it could absolutely end up being that way. But let's give it some time. Let's give it this season. Let's give it two seasons. Let's see what these players end up turning into before we necessarily make that knee-jerk reaction and say, hey, they're not going to turn in any. They, the Bulls messed up, right? The Bulls messed up. They should have drafted who we thought. Why didn't they go after EJ Liddell? Now, I will say, the people who think that the Bulls should have drafted Nikola Jovic, I'm, I'm, I'm more so leaning towards the agreement with you. But for anyone who uses the EJ Liddell comparison with that, there's a reason why he slipped as far as he did. There's always a reason. Now, sometimes those reasons don't turn out to be things that should have held teams back. But there are usually reasons, especially when that many teams that could have used EJ Liddell, that many teams that were projected in the mini mocks to draft EJ Liddell passed up on. And we'll see. We'll see what ends up being the correct decision. But as of right now, it's too early to tell. It's no matter what you think about Dalen Terry right now, that player could be a vastly different player by the end of the season, by the end of next season. Do you guys remember when Jimmy Butler couldn't get off the bench for, for uh, Tom Thibodeau? Do you remember when Jimmy Butler, in the times he did get in, couldn't hit a shot, right? My interview with Stacey King, he went over there. There were several times in which Jimmy did get chances, whether it was in garbage time or whatever, he could not hit a shot. But he worked himself into a hell of a player and earned that position. And the way that Dalen Terry talks, let's see if he does that same thing. And we'll see what side of this fence, whether you think that whether the Bulls did make a mistake in, in drafting Dalen Terry or it ends up being a pick that we all look back on and say, wow. A.K. and Eversley did it again. We'll see what it ends up being. We'll see who ends up being on the right side of that. I can't call it right now, so I'm not going to act like I know because I don't. But we'll see which one it ends up being. Let's get into the next one. This one is about the, the Bulls possibly trading for Kevin Durant. What's up, Hayes? You feel me? I'm in a whole group chat with some Bulls fans, and we've been just discussing moves, like, and I just feel like a move no one's talking about, but it could be possible nobody's talking about it, but getting Kevin Durant is very possible, and I feel like we should make the move. We should be patient. I know Gobert sounds really, really like it sounds like a attractive move for the fans because we want to, you know, we want to we want to win now, but, like, if we get Kevin Durant, we could win a championship. Like, if we just be patient because Kyrie might leave, bro, but that's all I was trying to get at. We need to get Kevin Durant. We need to make that happen. You feel me? See red. Let's go Chicago. All right. So this is a common thing that you hear rumored a lot. And I'm going to say this. And actually, Bull Central actually dropped a video, I think, today or yesterday. They covered a lot of this. The Kevin Durant thing, I just don't see if it realistically happening for the Chicago Bulls. The, the, the new, I don't, I, and I, I know people are going to disagree with this. Kevin Durant could go to the Nets right now and say, Chicago Bulls are the only team I want to play for. And the Nets should literally look at Kevin Durant in his face and laugh because they can get so many other assets. For Kevin Durant, the Bulls don't really have the assets. We don't have the draft capital. We can match con almost any team in the NBA can match any contract because they're on there. Vooch, not a long-term deal. Throwing Kobe White, not long-term. They can get to rebuilding quicker. We can give them the Portland pick, which, again, if we even get the Portland pick and it conveys, it's not it's lottery protected, which means it's not going to be a lottery pick. We don't have our own first-round pick that we can trade until 2027, I think, right? Maybe it's 2028. I don't think we can trade our, our pick until then. Maybe I think it's 2027. Um, so the Bulls don't really have, they don't have the draft capital. They don't have a young superstar unless, well, throwing Patrick Williams in the Kevin Durant trade, Patrick Williams has to be thrown in. Right. But even with that being said, the rest of what the Bulls do have to offer is not a lot. Not when you look at other teams. If I was the Nets GM, if Kevin Durant came to me and said, Bulls only team I want to be traded to, I'd look at him and say, listen, we're going to get the best deal for us. We're going to send you what works out for us. You tell that next team to send you to Chicago. 
Because guess what? If you're going into a full rebuild, if you're, if you're losing Kyrie and you're trading Kevin Durant, you need the most draft capital possible to take as many bites of the apple to find your next superstar. And the Bulls don't give you a, the best opportunity at that. In my opinion, let me know what you guys think about that one down below. All right, let's get into the next one. This one is from Shay, and Shay is being Shay. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hey, look, Hayes, you know what it is. I don't think that we should necessarily entertain this Rudy Gobert or John Collins situation. When you look at both of the situations, I mean, yeah, they're both, well, one's an all-star and one is on the rise still, but let's face it, both of them come with a lot of deficiencies. John Collins, although he is an athletic freak, but at the end of the day, he's not a good defender. And Rudy Gobert is very offensively limited and a little bit defensively limited. Now, on the other hand, and I'm just saying, and after seeing this situation with the Brooklyn Nets and then pairing Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Kevin Durant up, I'm not really interested in trying to get like a huge big name, especially when we're still trying to keep Zach Levine from coming, from going anywhere else. Look. What looks good on paper doesn't usually pan out. And after seeing this season, this past season of the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, I'm not interested. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. All right. So one of the things that I think a lot of the mindset is, is you can build around any player. Right. And I understand I've been, I've been very vocal. The Bulls aren't trading for Rudy Gobert. I know some Bulls fans think that it's still going to happen. It's not right. Uh, Jason Collins. I think that was more so a thing. I don't I don't. Yeah, the Bulls may have been interested in taking a look at, at, at to see what goes on with Collins, but I don't think that they're John Collins. I said Jason Collins. John Collins. Uh, I think Shay said Jason in his thing, which threw me off. John Collins. Um, but again, I don't know how much fire is actually to the smoke of that, in my opinion. But if it if it does, right, if you bring that in, right, I'm not necessarily saying that does it make the Bulls better right away. It's possible, right, the Bulls would have to do other do. Let's say they, they do trade Vooch for John Collins right now, which I know Shay is literally rubbing his nipples at Vooch. But with that being said, let's say that they do trade John Collins, um, Vooch for John Collins and whatever, whatever permutation you come up with. with that. that still does not mean they can't go. They would still have to do what also was their 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 plan this summer and go and get a long athletic center who can defend and rebound. They may say, say, hey, we can bring in John Collins, who brings us some like similar numbers to Vooch, but he's younger. But then we still got to go out and get that center that we planned on getting this offseason anyway to help spell some minutes for Vooch. So it doesn't really change a lot of that, right? It just, it just, it changes the way we go about it and get and extends that window with John Collins a little bit. Now, I will say, don't think that the deal is going to happen, but we can't just say, again, because I think we look at deals in vacuums, right? Sometimes we have a, a tendency to look at deals and just mean, hey, this is the deal we made. That's it. Like some people, even with the draft, the Bulls made the with off seasons wasted. How? We haven't even gotten to free agency yet. But making a deal or a move for either one of them doesn't mean that the, the AK would have to do what they're going to do anyway this summer and go and try to continue to fill out the team to match, to, to, to fill in holes of whatever players that we have on this roster. Even if we keep Vooch, we don't. Guess what? We got we to gotta find something to compliment Vooch to bring some of the things he doesn't. If we do decide to trade for Rudy Gobert and John Collins, guess what? That, that plane doesn't change. We still have to go out and how we fill the rest of the roster to try to cover up some of the things that they don't bring. So I see what you're getting at with that, Shay, but I don't necessarily think it's 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 the, the Bulls just – you have to try to improve your team. You have to try to extend your window whatever way that you can. Now, they may very well say, hey, listen, we're going to continue trying to build through free agency. We're going to get people to come here rather than trade. But again, keep in mind, the Bulls not having a lot of draft capital in the future, absolutely – and then, and then even with the draft capital that you do have coming up, like they have the first round pick every other year, basically. Um, this team should be good enough to where those first round picks are pretty low. 
So they may have it may have to come through trades or through free agency, which way that ends up going. We'll see. But I don't really think we should shut the door at either one because we'll see. Either way, you still got to continue to build out your team. Let's go ahead and get into this next one. Uh, this one, didn't he didn't leave his name either, but this is the NBA, about the NBA and college players. Let's go ahead and get into that now. Hey, what's going on, man? Long-time fan, long-time viewer of the show. Great job. I just had a quick question. I was just watching one of their videos, and now thinking, with you saying that most of the draft picks or the most of the draft picks that we would think would be higher up are starting to drop down, and they're, you're thinking that more teams are going to pick veteran players or more seasoned players, are you thinking it's more because now that college players are getting paid, they're trying to push that people stay in college more to keep the revenue going and keep the life of college going and try to defer away from rushing into the league? Or is it just the fact of, you know, they need better players for better teams? Just a quick question. Again, great job, man. Shout out to you. All right. So this one, I'll say this. So when I made the comment that a lot of players that we expected to be higher were dropping down, we saw Mark Williams absolutely dropped. Jalen Duran dropped lower than a lot of mocks projected him to be. Uh, Malachi Brandom dropped a lot of, a lot lower than a lot of mocks had him to be. Um, and so what I think with that is that a lot of the teams at the top weren't that far away, right? When you look at like a team like Portland, right? When you look at some of the teams that picked higher, they weren't necessarily needing, they didn't need the 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 19 years old, 19 year olds with a lot of upside. They needed players that maybe played a little bit longer in college, maybe had a more ready to go skill set right now. And that's why we saw some players with a little bit more upside drop as low as we did. And that's really going to be determined draft to draft. I don't really think, I don't personally look at it as like a mandate, not a mandate, but something that we can look at and say is going to be the, the trend. Trend is the word I'm looking for. I don't think we can look at it and, and, and say that this is going to be a trend that we see every year in the draft now to where we can say like, hey, these are this is the NBA saying they're trying to deter players from leaving college early. I don't think that because last time we heard is that the NBA was actually considering some in some forms thinking about maybe open it back up to high school players. But now we see like things with the G League Ignite. So I don't think they're trying to shut the door down for that. And then even we saw a lot of G, G League Ignite players go earlier in the draft than what they were projected to. So that G, G League Ignite thing by most stretches is being successful right now for what it was, what it was um, intended to be. So I think it's just going to be determined by what where the teams are that are picking higher in the draft. How far are they from continuing? A team like New York that had the 11th pick and walk away with no 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 rookies that they that they are bringing in. Now there's a there's you know that was the wrong decision to make. I think for the New York Knicks. Let me be clear there. But that's a a situation unique to them. They were trying to clear some space, right? They end up clearing the Kimball Walker space. They now don't bring in a high lottery pick in their salary, and now they're probably going to offer a higher salary to Mitchell Robinson. But that is a situation that's so unique to them that there's not going to usually be a lot of teams in that top position or in the in the top 14 that probably are like that every single year. They're going to be a couple every year, right? There's always going to be a team, whether it be through injury or something that happens unexpectedly that are higher in the the lottery or higher in the draft order than what was initially thought coming into the season but i don't think that's going to be something that we can look at and say hey this is now a trend that we're seeing now if it continues to happen then maybe but i think if anything it just shows that maybe that g league ignite thing and what's what it was intended to be is being successful and we'll see how it continues to go uh throughout the nba and in the following years that's where i sit on it let me know what you guys think on it down below last one for today last voicemail hey th thank you for all the voicemails as well uh, this one is Jamal. What's up, Hayes? First off, I want to wish you a happy Father's Day, my brother. Uh, wish you many, many more of those and everything like that. Um, I'm calling in. It's your boy Jamal, by the way. I'm calling in because I wanted to get your thoughts on some things pertaining to Nikolai Vucevic. 
Now, I'm not one of these Bulls fans who wants Bruce traded. I like what he brings to our team, being a stretch big man, an offensive threat, especially from the post. Um, I do enjoy his game. But I'm going to be – but, I, of course, I understand I'm not the GM either, and whatever AK and Mark Everson decide to do is going to be the decision they'll make. I know that they're going to do it with the best intentions of, of making the Bulls a better team. Uh, that being said, if we do keep Bruce in this offseason or if we do decide not to trade in the trade deadline, I'm going to be really interested in seeing how Vooch attacks this upcoming season for multiple reasons. Number one, he's going to be more comfortable in the system and more accepting of his role as a third option. So I think that's going to play a factor in it. But even more importantly, number two, he's going to be highly motivated with the fact that he has his contract is up after the season. So he's paying for a new contract. And I want to see what a Vucevic who not only had a more comfortable Vucevic in the system brings, but a more comfortable Vucevic who is now motivated to get paid, whether it's by us or by another team, but is not motivated to to show, hey, I have more to offer than just this. I want to see what that's going to be for this Bulls team going into next season. Um, because I think he can really do some, 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 some good damage to the league, uh, with that, with those two things added into his game. Uh, let me know what you think. As always, we'll see where and go Bulls. Peace. All right, and so Jamal says he wants to see what a motivated Boots looks like this season. I'll tell you what. I don't even necessarily know if it's just going to be – they're going to say it's a motivated, right? They're going to say everything is because it's a contract year. But I look at it and think, hey, this is a Boots who now comes in another year more comfortable in his role as the third option and maybe even the fourth option if Patrick Williams takes a leap like we some of us think that he made this offseason – working with DeMar DeRozan and just coming in in a little better mindset and ready to go. So if that does happen, I think that is more so going to be him settling in his role, knowing that, and hopefully also the coaching staff using him better to his strengths and maybe him learning some things about, hey, I need to stop taking so many threes and really evaluating his game. But he's absolutely going to be motivated as well, right? He's going to be motivated because some of the doubt. He's going to be motivated maybe to so he can get another at least decent, if not sizable, contract after this contract ends, there's going to be a lot of reasons that go in, but I definitely think if Vooch is on this roster next season, we're definitely going to get an improved Vooch this season. I, I I hold to that very much so. But to some, that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to stay around. Vooch comes in playing out of his mind and may open the door and make it more reasonable to actually trade Nikola Vucevic at the trade deadline and maximize on him playing well and that expiring contract. We'll see the way that it goes, right? I think Vooch is going to end up being on this team. I think he's going to end up signing an extension with this team probably. We'll see what, what it ends up being around. But I, I, that's what I think personally right now. That's what I think. Um, so let me know what you guys think on that one. But that's it. That's the last voicemail for today. I know this is a pretty long episode. This is one of our longest mailback episodes ever and yet. But, hey, some great questions from you guys. Um, but thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bull Central. Let me know your thoughts on all of these topics down below. Probably make a couple of polls from them as well because these are some great topics. So thank you guys for calling in, in on that on this mailbag episode. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and or voicemail, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bull Central. Like I like to end every episode on, whether you're listening on the podcast side or viewing on the YouTube side, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.